<laughs> I guess it's warranted. Today, on another edition of As the Empire Burns, everything was calm at the press conference. Too calm, some would say. Maybe it was just minutia. Or was it business? We'll discuss. I'm LeVac Goss. 95.9 FM, 980 AM, Fox Sports Radio. Guys, promise me that not every single show we do is going to be about Tony and the Empire. You got to promise. You got to. You got to promise me that. That wasn't the plan. You know, like May, we got playoffs, we got baseball, we got a bunch of different stuff going on. We've done enough shows together. We kind of have the landscape of what Capital Region sports fans want to hear. The voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Never. I thought you just meant I was the voice of the Capital Region. Never would I have thought. That we have day four of Empire Talk. But this is the hottest story in the Capital Region sports world. Every day we play the drama soap opera music because it's another day with this stuff. It hasn't slowed down. Every day there's something more bizarre involving this franchise. The, uh, yeah, the press conference yesterday while we were on air, it was scheduled for 4, started at 4.30-ish. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this too. When I was still there... I refused to schedule any press stuff for him at one point after the first, like, two weeks. Because, you, you know, guys, you, you're on air, you deal with people, you, you, you know, you're a program director, whatever the heck that means. Um, yeah, large, hairless orangutan. Um, I can't be too nice to you. It's weird. It's just Brand manager. Oh, look at you. Can, we, can you go back to PD? Because brand manager's BM. And that's just, I'm going to have to go to use the restroom. Um, but, like... When you make these press conference arrangements, when you set up interviews, when you set up appearances on shows, people schedule their day around it. And if you're always late, it makes it ultimately makes me look bad because I'm the one saying, "Hey, at four o'clock, everybody be here. We're going to tell you something cool." And it was a, and, it, and bringing back head coach Tomanas, I think you know warranted a press conference, warranted explanation. It was, it, you know, had everyone's attention for the right reasons. You start a half hour late. And I know that's not Manas because you give Manas a schedule and that dude, that dude is going to be on the, heck, he's giving you a schedule. Like you give him one that says, all right, four o'clock, we're going to start. He's going to go, oh, 359.25. Like he's, he, that's, he's meticulous. That's what he, that's one of his, his, his real skills is, is being meticulous, attention to detail. Um, so like that kind of stuff bothers me. It bothers me a lot. And you can tell like, like the um, like there's like a passive aggressive from all the local local reporters where it's like press conference schedule started four it's four twenty five nothing's going on yet you know it was like just like it's a little old school versus new school and talking about Coach Manos there he's on coach time right the old Kaufman style if you're early you're on time if you're on time you're late and as my old coach 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 Muff used to say if you're late you're forgotten I've cleaned that up now for the AM and FM side if it was just the podcast I would have used. Coach Muff's other oh, term. Oh, was it a different word? Yes. Did it rhyme with a small foul? Yes. Okay. But now the new school thing is that some people, especially non-traditional media, Antonio Brown style, would want to go later because they think more people would already be tuned in. Very Netflix-like. Right. Like, right. Remember then Love is Blind all of a sudden mysteriously was on late? They thought they'd have more people come in. I still think that was a conspiracy. But, yes, there's some professionalism that is maybe changing or lacking with the empire. But there was a press conference. Changes have been yeah, made. Yep. We've got some cuts from that as well, if we want to get to that. Well, let, let's, go, let's, go with what it, let's talk about it. what happened first. Manas is back. 
What, so you have a unique perspective. You and I are very good friends. We work together Monday through Friday, 3 to 5, right here on Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980, the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. And you also work for the Empire. You know, you, you, we were both on-field MCs. Um, the team president uh, hired you at the time to do color commentary on the broadcast. You've done a great job. Um, whoever that guy was probably should win an award. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about the return of, of head coach Tom and us? I think it's really smart from his coaching career perspective. Hear me out on this. I know someone's going to hear that. Hang on, guys. You and Levesque for three days have talked about Antonio Brown and the mess of the empire and everything. You're telling me you're going to open the Thursday show and say how smart Coach Manas is? Listen to this. Okay. So he is fired two, three weeks ago. He's no longer coaching. But there are certain professions that that is what you do. A coach coaches. If you're a professional athlete, you get paid to play the sport. You do. If you're a radio host, you talk into a microphone on the radio. Like, there are certain professions, firefighters, professional wrestlers. We all get that. That's what your occupation is. That's what you do to put food on the table. From Coach Manasseh's coaching perspective, a little more veteran, seasoned in his career. But think about the you outcome. old? Seasoned is what I said. You meant old. That's all right. Experienced. Think about what he could do for his career. What if the Empire are great? Yeah. What if yeah. the Empire all of a sudden was losing all these players? And Coach Benas hinted at this a little bit of, hey, I think I deserve a little bit of credit for building the roster, bringing this talent in. <laughs> if they're good, if they're good, why can't he get a job in the USFL or the XFL or an assistant coach in the NFL? Because people are like, yo, who was that coach who took over everything that was crazy with Antonio Brown? They, whoa, whoa they, they're winning? Who is that Hire him, whoever that is. It is the bar has been set now so low for Coach Manas. If they start winning games, it is going to be great for his coaching career. So I think it's a great move for him to go back because he's a coach. He's getting paid, and only good things potentially can come from this for the future. Uh, so from his perspective, yeah. What what do you have to lose? Really, you, you're you're a back to back NAL champ. Um, you come back. It's, the team is at the lowest it's ever been. Um, he has proven he thrives in chaos. Like, he's proven that. It, the, in 2021, you know, him, Ron Tredico, Nate Starling Jr., Mike Quarta, they, they launched the team in 10 days. So he's proven that. So it, it's, yeah, I, I don't see a downside for him. I guess, I guess if, let me, all right, you know me. I always try to see both sides of every argument, even when no one's making the other side. You know, I guess if the team looks super flat, do you look at it even even after like obviously this week it's roll the dice. Whatever happens, happens. You can't you cannot blame that guy if this team gets rolled this week. I mean you can if you want, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Next week is when you start looking at, okay, you've had time to build this squad and play with it and you know, get them doing what you want them to do. Um, but if, if they come out flat in two weeks and the offense just never looks right. You start looking at him and going, well, you you know, you need where, you know, and and vice versa. If if you know, r- rumors are Ware's headed down to Orlando. Uh, let's say Ware goes down there and never looks right with you know, whether you know with Herky Walls or whatever. Uh, does he? Do they need each other? Is it one of those things where whatever is going on right now, do they do they need to get back together down the road? I think that's the only way he like Manas could actually lose any kind of credibility or steam in this situation. Um, but for the team. If you're a fan, you, they brought back a guy who sh- 
shows you stability. They brought back a guy who shows you championship pedigree. So, you know, <laughs> what was my biggest thing? I think it was Monday. Bring in somebody who knows arena football. Don't do this yourself because you don't know arena football. And they did that. So, you know, regardless of, of personal feelings about this guy, that guy, or this or that, it, I, I don't think it's a dumb move at all. Let, let's back that a little bit, too, here, because I think some people outside of the area in particular who are now following the story, especially if you're listening on the iHeart app, Fox Sports, 95.9, all that good stuff. Some people might be confused. Wait a, wait a second. Hang on. So Antonio Brown was the former the owner. Then they fired the coach. Then they brought him back. Why is the coach not mad that he got fired? I, I, I can't answer that. You know, if Coach Manas got let go and he felt like there was some bad blood between him and Antonio Brown, I think most people, no matter what their profession is, would be like, Man, you fired me two weeks ago. I'm not coming back to work for you. I think it's a little bit, and this is a great thing to have in sports, I think it's a little bit of arrogance of Coach Manas in a complimentary way. Oh, now you need me. Now you thought I could, now I got a little chip on my shoulder, maybe a big old chip on the shoulder. Like, you guys didn't think I could do it. Now you're asking me to come back. Now I'm about to show you what I can do, which I think is kind of cool. Look, I'm going to toss in this cut here on Antonio Brown's Twitter page from Coach Manas because we're talking about that chip on the shoulder and maybe a little bit of swag. I think he basically says that in this cut. Hi, I'm head coach Tom Manas, Lapeer, Michigan. We've been called the Evil Empire, and I kind of like it, to be honest with you, because anything in the realm of that has to be out of respect for what we've done. Finishing in the country first last two years in a row in all of indoor football, those things are the things that were probably perceived as. I'm sure it's arrogant, swagger, you name it. I tell everybody this every time. If you don't like the way we talk, you don't like our swagger, beat us. It's a good video. It's actually a really yeah. good video, right? It, it starts with, like, guess cool. who's back or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I can't see it because it was shared on a, an account that's blocked me. Um, <laughs> but, no, it, and look, at the end of the day, I'm always going to root for the Shield. There's always going to be a part of me that wants the Empire Shield to win. So, like, I'm in this weird spot right now where, yeah, I'm, I'm ticked off the way things were handled. I'm ticked off that a lot of the guys that, that I consider friends and family – were were so put off by the way things were going that they left, you know, and, and were released. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's some walked, some were shown the door, some were shown the door, then asked to walk back in and refused to. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm, I'm in a weird spot. Again, I, I, feel, I feel a great deal of ownership for the Albany Empire. Um, as a fan, as, as a guy who worked, you know, for them, as a guy who ran it, um, I feel a, an amazing amount of ownership. And I, it's it's very difficult for me to just go, yeah, but I don't like, I don't like Antonio Brown. Um, Coach Manas and I haven't spoken since he left. Like, I, I, this is not who I am. You know me. Like, if they, if they go out and they beat West Texas on Saturday, there's going to be a part of me that's very happy for them and really happy for the fans. Um, but there's definitely there's a lot more to the story, and I don't, I, I don't want to cloud what's going on right now with it all, but, like, there's, there's going to be a point probably like mid to late August where I'm just going to take, you know, maybe, we, maybe it's not even, maybe we just do it right on the iHeart app and just I'll let Gaz go full journalist and ask all the questions that, that he's probably got swimming around that brain of his. I'm, yeah, <laughs> you just kind of stirred the waters there a little bit in my brain, by the way, Levesque. Now I'm trying to get a read on you. Usually I'm easier to read of the two of us. After what you just said, 
What are your feelings? Because I get it. You would be very happy for the Albany fan base, I think, number one, more so over anything, that if the Empire go out and win this week and people go out and support the team and the players who are still in the roster, I truly, and I know this because you have such a relationship with them, you're rooting for that. But I feel like the Coach Manas thing, I feel like after yesterday's press conference, you're a little bit angry, frustrated. Let me play this cut. This is the second cut I have for you. This is... Uh, A.J. Pankowski is doing a phenomenal job for CBS 6, doing a great job. This cut is courtesy of CBS 6. This is first Antonio Brown at yesterday's press conference, followed by Coach Manoff. I would encourage our fans to handle this thing professionally. While others go low, go high. Don't let no one deteriorate your mood or get you out of position, even if you're in the right. We've lost some players. Players have gone on. Welcome to pro football, everybody. That's what happens. Players go on. You know these players because I brought those players to you. I will bring the next group to you as well. That's no disrespect to the players that are gone. I love them all dearly and wish them the best in whatever they do. I heard a little chuckle there in that <laughs> microphone. I didn't turn your mic off, but I played all right. that. All right, the first, the first thing that made me laugh, listen, whether you, whether you like me, whether you hate me, whether you like Tony, whether you hate Tony, to hear... Tony, lecture anyone on being professional has got to be the funniest freaking thing I've ever heard. Like, that'd be like me coming. Like, actually, if you've, if you've ever wanted a just a mass amount of unsolicited diet advice, tell a fat person that you're thinking about losing some weight. Like, it's the most obnoxious thing. Like, like I do it myself once in a while because I know what I'm doing wrong. But obviously, you're, like, like nobody's, nobody's calling me. And going, how'd you get that uh, that keg belly? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because it, it was in a keg, by the way. Um, like, but so when I if I if I start giving people diet advice, it's comical. It's comical. You know what I mean? It's just like whatever. If if I gave you, you know, entertainment advice, conversation advice, that, you, I would say you should listen to that. I'm pretty good at this part of it. At least I'd like to think so. For him to say be professional to the fans is. If I'm a fan, and as a fan, I'm insulted. Like, who, who's this guy? Like, and, and the way, if you notice, that was the most energy and inflection he had the entire press conference. Like, he, he just got all up. He was like, ah, I think we should be professional. It's like, dude, how dare you? <laughs> Come on. That was too far. Like, there's a million things he could have said. But that was the most condescending, just nonsense I have ever heard. It felt like the cut that's gone viral over the last two weeks of that boss who told the employees to leave Pity City when she gave herself a six and a half million dollar bonus. <laughs> it felt very similar to that. Well, it's just it's like you know, um, a, a a family member of mine uh, got got in trouble for for drinking at one point in his life, and. One point when I was like, you know, in high school, I got caught drinking and my parents just, just, well, my mother destroyed me. And like two days later, he goes, he tries to give me advice when I see him. out about, I was like, no, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like your, your credentials don't go into this arena. Um, so the professionalism, like he could have said a million different things, like to the fans, like, hey, look, I literally am starting a new chapter today. Everything's, you know, I. Whatever you think of me, this, that, and the other thing, just know that there's going to be a football game here and that there's, our players are going to, are going to go out there and, and crush it for you. 
they need you as much as, as you want to watch them. Something like that. Anything like that. I would tell the fans to be professional. Well, first of all, the fan is short for fanatic. With Coach Manas, again, that, yeah. uh, okay, maybe you and I feel differently about this. That second part, there's a little bit of thanks. We'll see you later. You know, the legacy, and that's a big part of professional athletes and anything you do, there's a legacy part of, hey, let's not diminish a back-to-back championship seasons. And he was a part of it, so I don't think he's doing that. But that was almost like, look, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. No disrespect to anybody. I got to build this roster. And in sports and in any type of field you have, if you want to have that self-confidence that you can do it, especially with Need the – Great. Yeah. The variables and all that stuff, great. I think Coach Manas – and what he did in that press conference, no issues with it. I'm with you on the Antonio Brown thing. I had a story oh. that popped in my head about somebody, one of my buddies said about community college. A professor was yelling, hey, this isn't a joke. This is serious. While a paper plane flew through her head. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. No. Throw that at me. Well, and, and the only thing, and again, you when you do the things that we've done, like I work media relations for multiple organizations now, you have to, you have to think about the way your message is delivered almost as much as the message you're delivering. So he needed to go out, show confidence, show stability, and remind everybody what's been done by this organization in the past. When he said, I brought them to you and I'll bring you more, I felt like that was disrespectful to Damon Ware. Because those Damon Ware is maybe the greatest recruiter I've ever met. Like, there's... I'll run into players in other markets or, or people that I'm just like, man, I would love if you had played for the Empire. And they all know Damon. And they and they all know Manas. But Damon is the guy that – Damon's the velvet glove. You know what I mean? David's, Damon's the one who calls, and you want to run through a brick wall for, for Damon. Manas is the one who will get you to do it, you know. but you want to run through a brick wall for Damon. If you go back and listen to um, – it was one of the podcasts we did – where we introduced all the rookies, like a handful of the rookies that were coming in. Almost all of them had something great to say about Damon. Now, I'm not trying to take away from Manas. I just, I don't think that, I don't think that has any real value here. I just thought, you know, you could have said, you know, I brought them here. Damon was a huge part of that, but Damon's moving on. Because again, you do have to say, hey, the players are gone. That's what happens. It's not a big deal. I, I got to keep, it's next man up. But to not acknowledge all the hard work that Damon Ware put in to bring those guys here and keep those guys here too, I thought it was a little a little too much. One other thing to add, too, is that because Mike Corda is the owner of the team, he has the responsibility of having a budget like other mm-hmm. professional leagues like Major League Baseball and the NBA. The NBA has luxury tax, Major League Baseball, no salary cap. So some could say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Mike Corda, the owner of the team, is also playing a huge role in that. I a knew lot- he wasn't going to say Mike. Yeah, but, but unless you're Steve Cohen, most fans aren't going to give the owner of the franchise credit for that. You know, it's had, very if rare. If he had said Mike right then, because you— you have to understand right now that Mike, myself, Matt Woods are swear words around Antonio Brown. Um, so if he had if he had done that, he he walks into a fight day one back. So I understood why he didn't mention any of us. But Damon deserved at least, you know, at least that like even if he like turned and coughed, like you know, and I brought them to you. Damon, help! Don't tell don't tell Antonio. Uh, you know, just something quick. You know, anything like that. I would. And again, I get it. It's you have to portray the strength. You have to get the message out. You have to get the the energy out. But again, I just felt like I felt like Damon worked way too hard on these on these championship teams. And and <laughs> I know I'm not going to get mentioned. I'm 
I'm I'm blocked, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and I don't I don't care because again I I I know I know what Mike and Mike Corda and his family have sacrificed for this team, for for me personally, for Coach Manas, for Coach for Antonio Brown, and that it at a personal level it ticks me off that they don't show him any respect, but I also understand they're fighting with him and emotions are high and. I'll tell you this, that that's the last guy you want to get into an argument with because he's, he's, he doesn't get emotional. He doesn't do it. He just, it's all, it's all business. It's, it's not business. It's business. And, uh, and it's just, but again, it's, it, there's no way I was going to be thrilled with what was said. It just wasn't possible. It was great to see um, Cornelius Lewis, uh, Isaiah Hardy, and the guys that are there that didn't want to leave the rookies. It was great to see them there. But yeah, that, that press conference was, um, was intriguing, to say the least. Don't worry. We have one more weekday before kickoff on Saturday. <laughs> and then we have a Monday show to see what happened on Saturday. So the Empire, although you and I have sworn this will likely be the end of a show leading off with Empire Talk, we have a few more hours. We got a lot of real minutes, you know, as I like to say, as at Sir Burt on Twitter likes to say, a lot of real minutes left between now and kickoff. Well, and it's and it's always something. It's always something. And then I mean there's there's something happened with the league today. That I that I have to that we're gonna have to talk about at some point, maybe in the top four at four, but it's it's nonstop. And that, you know, honestly, part of me thinks maybe I just never did a really good job with this part of it. Like they seemed very happy they had more news than the New York Yankees the last couple of days. You know, was it no no press is bad press or or you know bad press is still press? I don't know however you want to put it. They're thrilled with it. Good for them. I wasn't exactly how I wanted to do things, but you know, I'm I'm over here talking about it. So. Congratulations, you win. Uh, this is LeVac and Gaz. It is uh, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. I, this could be the greatest moment in Gaz's life coming up. I, I mean, two Whoa. children, a marriage, a successful marriage, multiple awards in radio, and I sent him a, a bit of information last night that I think may be the greatest thing he's ever seen. We'll, we'll discuss coming up next. Aggressive. I like it. Happy Thursday, everybody. Almost, almost the weekend. Almost Cinco de Mayo. Huh? Hola. You got yeah. big plans for Cinco, huh? I've been texting about some plans for Cinco. I, I've got two ideas out there. The worst thing about about you guys is oh, no. <laughs> I can see right through. What? I see right through everything you say. What are you talking about? I see right through everything you say, and I can't help but call it because for some reason, Everybody thinks Gaz is way nicer than me, and and he is, but it's not like, it's not as big a gap as you think it is. So like as soon as we knew the show was coming back, he reaches out to one of our friends. I don't know, the guy was hiding away somewhere by a golf course. Just say Chad. Chad, who's a Jets fan, and, and Gaz's like, can't wait to watch the Jets with you. And I was like, Chad, this is Gaz's way of saying the show is coming back, and he'd like to do Jets games at the Hideaway. Stand- Okay, first of all... And that's exactly what you were trying to do. I find Chad's company well, okay? I enjoy spending time with Chad, but go on with your point. I'm not going <laughs> to... Chad, I owe you a Bloody Mary. Fine. And then... Maybe more than one. In a group with with Gaz, myself, and Boston Dan, and if you don't know who Boston Dan is, he is somebody that I'm. we're both very good friends with, but he, I've been in his wedding where... We're way we're way better friends than a Yankee and a Red Sox fan should ever be. Um, 
he happens to run an establishment that serves beverages and food under an orange roof. And out of nowhere, for the first time ever wanting to hang out with him, God suggests we go to Rivers on Friday to hang out instead of under the orange roof. And, you know, Boston Dan's like, oh, it's a great idea, but I got some stuff and whatever I got to do. I, I don't know if I'll be able to make it. And I'm like, let me translate that. That's Gaza's way of saying, can we drink closer to my house this time? That one you sniffed that. <laughs> <laughs> that one, my hands are up. Take me to jail. You got me on that one. The difference between the two of us is I would literally write, can we go to Rivers so I don't have to drive? Like, I, I can get a ride from the wife or the Uber's cheaper. Or we, You guys pay more for the Uber this time. Like, that's what it would be, would be mine. This is like the polite cape you're calling it. Like, Gaz is being polite, but underneath this, it's like, right. wait a second, he has real intentions. Back over here. But it's, no, that is true. I, I, and by the way, there's a third best text you and I have with another one of our friends, Matt, who want to celebrate. I also would like him to meet us out somewhere on Friday. Who? Matt, who involves, you know, maybe you know him from his collegiate baseball career at LeMoyne. Who? If you're listening, Matt, I'd like to still find out where we're going. Because I'd like to have all our worlds combined. And if you are listening right now on the iHeart app or 95.9 or 980, you can always leave us a message. At the Jeff Levesque, at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z, both on Twitter, Facebook. Maybe we'll meet you out. That'd be fun, Levesque, on our first weekend out, post-show, five days. Well, maybe we'll go out and find somebody who's been listening to the show and join their party. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe. I can't. I thought this segment was supposed to be about how exciting something was in my life. Not well, about me you, and not being genuine with people, which I felt like I was trying to be, but maybe not. No, you were yeah. looking out for myself. Is that what it was? Without doing it, though. Like, if you just said it, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, whatever. But when you try to, like, hey, everybody, I had a great idea. <laughs> Let's do the thing I want to do. Um, like, you know. <laughs> the selfish shield, we'll call it. I don't Goss hate that. I've never heard selfish, that before. But I've he's got a shield before. up. This. Okay. I don't, I've never heard that before. Like, um, one night that I know. The only way you're hanging out with guys is if it's by a television. A 30 for 30 of his hero. The luckiest guy in the world debuts June 6, 8 o'clock on the four-letter network. Bill Walton. A full 30 for 30 about Bill Walton, guys. If you don't know, guys, like, I don't know. Why is he your hero? You love Bill. You stop what you're doing when Bill Walton starts talking, which means you stop what you're doing for like 20 minutes at a clip. There is no broadcaster like him in any sport. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Nobody is like Bill Walton. He is ridiculous. Someone say that's a good thing. He is probably on the pot during most of his broadcasts. <laughs> even if you're not a huge basketball fan, even if you don't know Arizona, UCLA, Oregon State, if you don't know any of the Pac-12 college basketball players on the court, just listen to Bill Walton. Jason Benetti, who is the White Sox broadcaster, does stuff for Fox now, hopefully a future guest on our show, he almost made a career out of being, who's that little dorky guy with the glasses who's doing games with Walton? Yeah, Benetti and Dave Pash and everybody else. I know this sounds like too much, too much excitement for me. But I'm willing to say this could be one of the best 30 for 30s of all time. I do like the way he says Pash. Like, I can't do it. I used to be able to do a decent Walton. Dan Pash? Yeah. That, no, it's Dave, Bill. Yeah, but it's Pash. Like, he's got, it's like, he really, like the... All of it just hits. Like there, he doesn't miss a sing, single syllable. He puts syllables in there. It's 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 impressive. I feel like the OJ thirty for thirty and the Last Dance thirty for thirty. Those two should be in a different category because OJ's was six episodes long. 
And the last dance dominated COVID. Like, we'll never maybe even see a scripted, yeah, I guess we could say that, version of a sports show ever post the numbers the last dance did because of when it was released. It was actually released two months earlier. But those two should be in a different category. After that, this Walton one, because of how bizarre he is, his career, his injuries, his story, the politics, if they get into that, it really has the mix of so many different things that could make Bill Walton's 30 for 30 the best. I can't wait. I'm so fired up for this. I'm going to make a prediction. Now, remember, I was not, I wasn't excited about the last dance, but I did get roped into it. Um, my prediction is this is going to be identical to the George Carl one, except for just happier. Like, because Carl's the one, he vanished to go smoke pot and all that other stuff. Like, it's going to be the same story, just like his is the darker version. So it's like, you know, the, the Dark Knight Batman is Carl, where like the Adam West Batman is, is uh, your boy Walton. I think I got bothered by George Carl just because he's such a mellow hater. First thing, I was like, <laughs> boo, it probably sucked. I didn't watch it. What if Bill Walton like, just like totally just trashed mellow one time? I'd say lay off the drugs, Bill. <laughs> you have, I have, um, I call it my loyalty totem pole. So I have a, I have a, what? I have a, I will. Is this at your house? There's people no. going, the LeVac top 25. It's like a mental thing. Okay. But it helps me to explain to people who you just don't talk about. It's like my daughter's top of the loyalty totem pole. If you, if you say anything mean about my daughter, you probably will lo- pick your teeth up off the ground with broken fingers. Like, but like, you know. There's, I have the loyalty totem pole. Like people are higher and lower on it, and Gaz is trying to figure out where he is on it. Um, Selfishly again. Yeah, yes. um, you're you're pretty far up there. Oh. I can talk bad about Gaz. You can't. Um, but I feel like like Mellow is the top of your loyalty totem pole, and then it's like maybe it's your kids and your wife. Like uh, Jerry McNamara might be uh, sitting on Mellow's shoulders. Yeah, he's not catching a lot of strays. Although I saw somebody named. See, that's that proves my loyalty totem pole right there. I'm like, yeah, some guy Steve today dragged up some footage from McNamara back in 03. I'm like, now saying this out loud into a microphone, maybe he is high that I'm arguing <laughs> with some guy named Steve because he's showing 20-year-old clips of McNamara not getting out in the zone and criticizing him 20 years. Yeah, Mello's on there, Jerry's on there, McNabb's on there, and then like your kids and your family and your friends and all that. <laughs> I, well, I, haven't, I haven't come up with the you, list. But honestly, like if you think about that, it clears a lot of things up because there's like people who are mad at me because, you know, I'm more loyal to or, or something happens and I'm like, I got to go here because this person's going here. And it's like, why would you choose them over me? Well, because they're higher on the loyalty totem pole. Like they're it's who they that's, that's where they are. It's, We've got know? a great suggestion here on Twitter, by the way, at the Jeff Levac on Twitter, L-E-V-A-C-K at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G. It was easy. Facebook. The iHeart app, if you want to leave a message, Ryan just wrote, can we get Goss to take some edibles and watch the Bill Walton 30 for 30? Some psychedelics. See, I here's the thing. I think maybe the second time through, because I could see this being you reacting to this the same way you reacted to the video that was posted when uh, when Syracuse was selected for the the, the March tournament, the NCAA yes. tournament. Yes. The one that, uh, that head coach of the UAlbany football program, Greg Gattuso, still has nightmares about. Um, and references every time he sees you. <laughs> like, I think you're just going to have pure joy with the, about, about this entire thing. Like, maybe the second time through, we, we would give you that. Okay. That's, I don't think you have to mess with Gaz on this one. It's usually not my thing. Although, now that you're a part of 
the iHeart family here in Albany, there's many more of your, we'll say, sister station contributors that might delve into some of those Quinn? things. I wasn't going to say names, but yeah. well, they, maybe they, Quinn. I just want to point out that now that I'm not officially um, affiliated with a football team, they don't call me anymore. Um, so they're not my friends anymore. They're, they went we're way giving- down the, the loyalty tour. And I know Cantera is listening. I thought you were my guy. Cantera was giving me compliments this morning about how great the show was, how much he enjoyed I, it. I like the show, guys. But so. Quinn would be the one. If I could pick one person <laughs> besides you to watch the Bill Walton 30 for 30, and I'll send these guys this cut, I would pick Quinn. I think Quinn and Bill Walton and Joe Gallagher, there's another crossover. Those three in this Albany market would be the ones. I would like, and I know, what are the rules here? Because like I'm not even officially hired yet. I just want to be clear. I filled out my application today uh, to work here, which feels feels counterintuitive. Um, You've had some things going on in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been a bit I, busy. I don't know if well, you know that. I don't think our market president thought I was really going to show up. I think he was like, <laughs> he's like, that guy is going to get in a fist fight with a former NFL athlete and end up in prison and won't be here. Um, so what are the rules? Like, obviously, you know, we can have the fun. Could we do, could we steal an idea from another media forum? Could we do a case race against Quinn and Cantera? Quinn doesn't drink though, right? So yeah, we couldn't be able to do it. he probably couldn't do it. Maybe he would have to do like a gummy every like three beers or something. I don't know. Maybe there's, there's got to be a way. Doug on GY doesn't drink. He doesn't drink? D. Scott on Kiss. I mean, Kevin and Trace. I, we have a older audience here. We have a, right. a much more older audience here, so I don't think it would work. I'm, or, oh, uh, I'm old. I shouldn't say older audience. I should say many of our on-air people are much older, like, more experienced, and seasoned. If, if you're new to the show, you don't know this, but if you're not, Gaz hates old people. It's like his number one, like the bottom of the loyalty totem pole is is old people. He, um, Sister Jean. She stinks. <laughs> Cubs fans. Enough of them. <laughs> oh my God. Random no. nursing homes across the country. No, 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 easy. <laughs> easy. Wait a second. Easy. Oh, man. Even his, like, his dad has to be like a super CrossFit athlete and not age physically before, <laughs> for guys to like him. It's a thing. It's, it's just it's over the top. It's really, really crazy. Um, coming up, I want to talk about the Yankees, some stuff going on. We've been asked to have faith, basically. So we'll see if, that, if, if we can do that. Is it, is it, do I want to talk about one of our friends? Yes. Oh. How about our friends at USX Pest? All the great stuff they're doing. I'm so excited to have these guys as partners on our show. So many people, whether it's our homes, our significant other, our daughter, whoever, take care of those people in your life. Thanks to USX Pest. And roll. (laughs) USXPest.com. The place you can go and uh, set up a free inspection. They could do a full attic abatement, basement crawl space clean out to ensure all insulation and affected areas are replaced and restored. When they got to my house, when they did it the first time, and this is when they were still originally known as cat's eye pest control. Now it's, now they're a part of that family. They're part of the, the Gagne family of brands, USX uh, pest control. They, they came in and my basement, I bought the house, but I never went downstairs. It was cobwebs everywhere. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'll get the shop back down there. Like, no, these are all important things. Like, we have to get rid of this because that gets rid of that. And they took care of everything. And they can do that for you as well. First step, though, is set up that free inspection. Simple, easy. Go to USX Pest Control, uh, USXPest.com, and then set that up, get them out there. And next thing you know, 
just safe. No, no, no mice, no nothing. It's been, it's great. I love it. I can't wait to, to get the, uh, the upgrade. Gaz getting the upgrade. It's made his wife very happy. First time in her marriage. That's happened. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Loyalty totem pole. <laughs> I'm sliding down it like a fireman's pole right now. Uh, USX Pest Control. Check out the website today. Get your free inspection. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. I don't know if I can even promise that they'll happen. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I may just jump out this window before a certain pregame show comes up later. <laughs> uh, the Yankees have the night off, which is good, which is good for them. Coming off the extra inning 4-3 W last night, which was great, except for the fact that I needed a I needed a, an Anthony Volpe hit, and I didn't get that. A uh, so little parlay action? I didn't get it. So mm-hmm. the sheet of accountability, I got I to gotta throw a no on my parlay. Um, we'll do our best bets at the end of every show. Sometimes they're not wagers. Sometimes it's just something, a prediction or something we think is going to happen. Uh, I'm pretty sure tomorrow's best bet for me is that I will find, uh, I'll find some ice cold refreshment. Um, over. <laughs> I was, just, I mean, even if who beats me in a case race, I don't know if it's possible. Like there's certain things. I just think that's why our friends have never done it. They just know they can't compete with me. And you can go a little bit. You you did a hit uh with local college. We say you Albany. You did a hit on their local uh college station. It's fine. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's public. Yeah. Uh I th- I think you're gonna maybe find some college kids that are gonna start hitting you up. Be like, you wanna come out of retirement? Uh, not retired? Senior. Not you retired? Go. Not retired. I'm not retired. I didn't hear no bell. Bring it. I'm not scared. <laughs> Four, uh, four three victory for the Yanks over the Guardians. So, so get some wins, get a night off. They play again tomorrow night, but um, the Yankees play tomorrow night, not 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 against the uh, the Guardians. But need the W, need to keep things moving, start to get things rolling a little bit. Especially the fact you're headed down to Tampa, starting this weekend for a weekend series. Um, it's it's always interesting to me the way people are about Brian Cashman, like. You know that I've always been a supporter, you know, in, in Cashman I trust. But at the same time, there is I've heard people use the word complacency and, and use it about organizations that weren't being complacent at all, like maybe yesterday around four or thirty. Um but like there's always that moment where you look at what the Yankees did this offseason and go, You love your guys a little too much, Cash. Like a little too much like I liked you brought back Rizzo. He had a good game last night. I, I you you finally paid Judge good. These these are, these are good things. You bring in Rodon. I, he gets hurt. You can't predict that. But at the same time, he's had he's had a history of injuries. Um, I just didn't think he did enough, especially that pitching staff. You know, Clay Holmes is not a closer. He's proved that multiple nights. I just didn't think he did enough. And for people to call him out right now. I, I can't really defend him too much. He did come out and say, like, you know, you hope there's no injuries. You know, we're not out of this. You know, basically keep the faith. There's no big trade on the horizon. But whatever, it's it stinks when you win a couple games and you still got to go out there and apologize and tell people not to go away because you've been so stagnant. The toughest part about the AL East, though, which is happening here in May, is that you start looking at this division, you wonder what team is going to fall off. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about like the NL Central, how St. Louis historically has always made that late surge at the end of the season. But traditionally, they're the team that's atop the division, no matter what the talent is, no matter what the name is, even post pool holes that happened. They were still really good. Even 
maybe too much credit for Washington, the Nationals, but post-Harper, they were able to find success, and they've always been a really good drafting prospect team, even though I would say they ruined baseball times with pitch counts and saving pitchers in Strasburg. They won a World Series. I'll give them the credit for what they did. I, I mentioned that about the AL East because who's going to fall off? Right. Like Tampa's been good for a lot of years. Toronto is supposed to be better, but Toronto was so aggressive both with young prospects and with making some moves in the offseason over the course of the last three to four years. Baltimore has stunk for so long, but even as a O's fan that I am, it's, again, them, Pittsburgh, and Arizona are the three teams that have benefited the most from rule changes and bigger bases. They know they can't out-hit and out-power a lot of lineups, but they're just going to be crazy on the base pass, hope they get good enough pitching, and get some young bats that maybe other pitchers aren't used to. And then Boston. So like Boston and New York are kind of close, but even Red Sox fan might have to concede and say, roster to roster, nine versus nine, when healthy, New York is better. Now, the when healthy thing, Red Sox fan can argue, are the Boston Red Sox starting lineups better than New York's recently? Boy, I, I make that noise again because I've looked at some of the Yankee lineups and they haven't always been the most impressive, right. according to what Twitter's told me. <laughs> Because they've been complaining a lot. Well, I I can't believe I have to do this. First of all, I think you're underselling the Orioles. I yeah, think, right. I, I think they're a talented young team. You know, they, they're going to need things to break right for them, but it's 162-game season. Everybody needs things to break right for them. I think they're a talented team. Will they, will they finish second in the AL East? I don't think so. But will they be in competition for a wild card? I could definitely see that being the case. They're just – they're they're – a young team that plays good baseball with a couple couple vets mixed in. That nobody nobody sees them coming because they think of what you just said. I mean, here you are, the, the one of the few Orioles fans I actually know is going. You know, we're here. We show up. The bases are bigger, which is nice. You know, like you you don't even want to admit your team is good. So I, I can see them sneaking up on a lot a lot of teams, which which helps them a lot. Um, Tampa is going to come back down to earth a little bit, but they they're not. Basically, what I just said about the Orioles, but way farther along. They've got a system. They've got really good players. Everybody knows their role. Nobody's nobody's bigger than the team kind of deal. And it's just they just go out and beat you. That's what they do. It's like it's like fighting a a, a boxer who's just great at defense and body blows. He's not going to knock you out in the first round, but by the eighth, you're having trouble inhaling because your ribs are bruised. Like that's who they are. Yeah. So who's going to fall off? Toronto makes me nervous just because they're so boomer bust. The, Toronto's the Yankees with a lot more bust than boom. It feels like, but the the Sox, again, no, they don't know they're not that good. If Chris Sale goes out and pitches like Chris Sale, and all these other things happen, they're going to be in it till the end. That's who they are. That's what they do. If it wasn't the New York Yankees, if that wasn't the franchise we were talking about, I would use this expression. The window is closed. The door is no longer open. We know what we're talking about, that a lot of professional sports teams in any professional league has a good three to nine years. Maybe nine's a little too high, but three to nine years of if we're going to go all in and become a contender and go for a championship, this is our window to do it. And if we've got this core, this nucleus of players, let's make a bid. Let's see if we can make it happen. Go all in. And maybe after that three to nine year stretch, we're going to suck for a while, but we'll be back again, hopefully quicker rather than later. Now I say the Yankees don't have that because the Yankees are always in contention. 
It doesn't feel like, hey, we're going to do a rebuilding season in New York. That just doesn't happen for the Yankees because they're so aggressive. They're always in the mix. But if it wasn't the Yankees, I think it'd be fair to have the conversation of, is the window closing because the Yankees have gotten so close? Yankee fan could argue you got cheated involved in the Houston series years past. You were there in the mix again last season. Can blame Houston again and the lack of offense. Most franchises would say, you know what? We just couldn't get it done. That is not the Yankee way. They are still going to be in the mix because of how tradition-rich, how talented, how aggressive, all of those things the Yankees have been. So, yes, the AL East is a lot better. It's a lot better than what it was six years ago. It's better than what it was last year. But not counting the Yankees out because they've just shown us time in and time out. Rebuilding doesn't happen with this franchise. It's always reloading. Well, and listen, I, I, I don't like doing the injury thing. But it does have that feeling of a couple years back where you asked me to prove one of my statements. I said that the the injured Yankees team would beat a lot of other rosters. You're looking at a team right now who's got Carlos Rodon, Luis Severino, both on the IL, both 15 days each. So those, what's that, two, three on a lot of lineups, a lot of rosters, a lot of starting rotations? You got um, <laughs> your outfield right now, Judge and Stanton both on ten day IL. Harrison Bader day to day. You got <laughs> Josh Donaldson's on a ten day. You've got Oswald Peraza on day to day. It's just one after another. These guys that are out, they're not just guys you need. They're guys that you need to spell other guys. When when <laughs> Just Sterling has to come up with a Willie Calhoun home run call and then and change it a night later. <laughs> like that should tell you that we're like, you show me one person who had a card written out for how many different times Sterling was going to do a Willie Calhoun home run call. Probably not that many. Right. I'm so pro- they, they, the injuries are real. If they can get healthy, which is I hate saying, because they never seem to do that. They, they, they'll get right back in it. I feel like I've been saying this a lot this week and maybe just because we're in a new format for the show, a new station. Everything else is changing a little bit. Week one of doing this in a new studio, a new head. Everything's different. But I'm watching social media involving the show. We appreciate you chiming in, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all this stuff. There have been many times in this first hour of the show where we could have had a LeVac meltdown. Because we've got Antonio Brown in the news. We've got Coach Manas in the news. We've got a lot of things that could have easily set you off. We just did a full Yankee segment about an extra inning victory for the Yankees. And I'm watching on Twitter. We'll do Mike E. first. Mike E. wrote in. He says, man, I really wished for a LeVac Yankee meltdown right now. <laughs> and then it's too Mike, early. It's then, too early. Then Mike C., a different Mike, said, hey, can anyone ask LeVac quickly about his thoughts on eSports this spring? <laughs> see? No, no, no. He's a changed. He's not taking the bait today. Uh, he, see, you're, you're poking at him. You're poking. What did, uh, we're, we're, we want to know about eSports this spring? Hey, ask Jeff when is esports professionals on his totem pole? Oh, where are they? I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Where's esport professionals on his totem pole? Uh, th- well, I mean, where they would be in any location, the basement of their mother's house, drinking Mountain Dew Code Red, choking down a bunch of uh, you know Dorito Loco tacos or whatever the heck you guys eat, avoiding the sun at all costs. That's where I, that's where you are. 
mind you, I'm going to go home and play God of War Ragnarok because I got the plus edition now. If you go to the plus edition, you got to play again. I got to go beat it all. You've met our sales team. Yes. You know that if Mike C reaches out, he's also the one who tagged us on Facebook and said, happy to have our esports enthusiasts back. You know if he reaches out, there's a chance by the end of 2023, someone on our sales team is going to try to push you towards an esport event. How about this? If Mike can beat me in a six-pack race, I'll do a, I'll do an esports segment. Okay. If he can do if he can do a, a like like a bonehead jock thing, then I'll do better than me. I'll do a nerd thing for him. Now you didn't specify alcohol or soda, which I think no, going to the no, esports no, thing yeah, is no, pretty funny. We're going no, right in. We're going. Oh, oh we can do forties. I'm fine. I'm yeah. not scared. We can do Edward forty hands. I'm not scared. <laughs> Listen, I may be fat and old on the outside, but I am still a child mentally. So I will. I am not afraid. Let's go. Let's get after it. I want. I want to go. I've just been wanting to do a case race. I just think it's one of the cool things they do. I think it's I just and none of you guys have ever like I figure Gaz is still every once in a while Gaz has this like moment of of frat boy pop up. <laughs> the frat and the fat boy. We could have gone on his team. We would we would have handled business. But, but it can still happen. That is your goal. Uh, are you not allowed? What? Is that it? I just are you, I don't are you have afraid time. the life won't let you? I don't want to have time what do you to mean do you it. Don't have time. When would I what do I, I do a case four race? Jobs. When can we squeeze that in? I feel like that's an all-day thing. When can we drink a case of beer? You act like you're going to be the one doing most of the drinking. I have children to take care of. The radio station to run. You couldn't. You at most you're doing twelve. You can't drink a twelve pack. In the course of a day, yes, I could. Yes, course of a day. Yeah, I'll tell you. You know what? I'm talking to the wrong Tom Goss. Oh no, I'm talking to the wrong Tom. You know who I need? Who? I need TG two. I need the I need the OG. TG two and I would destroy a case race. Your father and I would have that thing gone. You you pick any Tom Gazlewski the third. You go get any of your friends from college or whatever, and you ain't gonna stand a chance against me, CrossFit Kringle. I mean, your dad would take you guys down. Team old guy would take you to school under the table. Oh, is that what the expression you is? Even, do you we'll, need that? We'll do a case of Zima. We don't play. I don't think your dad would drink Zima with me. All right, so the challenge is out there. Mike C, I know you just connected with us on social media. We appreciate you. You and Mike C yeah. versus me and your dad in a case race. Winner take all. All for, for an eSports conversation. <laughs> okay. I don't really right. care after that. I just want to win. All right, well, if you want to if, if I have your dad sitting next to me, I win. That's it. If you're not on social media, you can always chime into the show by calling our phone lines, which is 518-690-0980, 518-690-0980. That is our Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Woo-woo. And it's always always about elevating your brand. Levesque, we love Elevation 10,000. They would film it. They would film the case They definitely race. would. They, would. they would beg us to do it somewhere near their office. And then probably Dave McClett would drive us home because at Elevation 10,000, they do it all. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. They have multiple awards for filmmaking, whether it be for commercials or or promo videos or any of of those things. Web design, web marketing, whatever you need to elevate your brand, they've got you. They're so good at office apparel. They'll set up a web portal so that everybody goes in and orders the stuff in their sizes. You either, you know, set up a budget for each person or whatever. They can do all of that. 
Or, hey, how about you just sell the Vac and Gaz merchandise? You can't. We can. We They'd set that up for us as well at Elevation 10,000. Soup to nuts, top to bottom, whatever you need. If they don't have it readily available, they'll figure out how to do it. Because if you're really looking to elevate your brand, you need Elevation 10,000.